Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, Tony chats with Wendy Elaine Wright. Wendy is a former Hollywood talent manager, an author, and the founder of Hollywood Winners Circle Academy, the industry standard in acting business training. They talk about the importance of connection in the business, acting in the spirit of joy and having fun, and remembering life itself as the greatest masterpiece of art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest. She's an author, inspirational speaker, an advocate for actors, an expert in the business of acting, a former talent manager, and the founder and president of the Hollywood Winner Circle Academy. Ooh. Let's welcome Wendy Elaine Wright. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Wendy. Hi, pretty man. How are How's you? How's it going? <laughs> I'm a little puffy this morning, but that's, I, I had a glass of wine last night. But all just, it takes is one, and then I'm like, oh my god. I was gonna say you just had the one glass. Of just wine. one. I'm a lightweight. Uh-huh. So let's talk about Wendy. Why? So <laughs> you're on the hot seat. Now we haven't gotten there yet, but that will be the last two minutes of the combo. So Wendy, tell us a little bit, like, I mean, tell us, you know, I don't know, Cliff Notes, a version of your journey in the business. Don't bore you like I did last time when I talked about myself, (laughs) you were falling asleep. (laughs) Don't make the engineers edit this podcast. (laughs) My engineer is going to be like, oh my God, Tony. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, so tell us, tell us a little bit, because I know a bit about your history, but like, yeah, you were a former talent manager. You yourself were an artist and are an artist. You were a singer. Like, how did you get, and then we'll talk more about what you're doing nowadays, but like, yeah. how did you get into where you are? I feel like I've had a deep calling in my entire life to help people express who they really are without fear mm. and without um, regret, you know, like just really embrace who you are and love it fully and express it in, you know, totally and completely as for as long as you possibly can while you're on the planet and the struggle to become someone who can do that is part of the human journey and I really love that evolution of a human being where they they know what they want to be or do they've got to come through their own fears and insecurities to get there but once they push through those things they get to express themselves in the way they were meant to express the way that God created them to And I think that's the most important work that a human can do in addition to becoming a kinder version Mm -hmm. of themselves every day. And that takes work because people are, people are assholes (laughs) a lot of times and we react to them in ways that are not always kind and loving. So to learn how to be kind and loving to others and to ourselves in the face of whatever's going on is part of the evolution and struggle. And I think the goal of being human. So I just love that process of humanity. And I just love helping people come into their full fruition of who they are. And I specifically love artists 
uh, doing it because they just move people in a way that I don't, you know, I'm not moved by historians that way. I mean, I, I really don't really like a lot of history. I hear it, but I don't really like it because there's so much tragedy in history. Mm. And I don't like to hear about that tragedy, but I like to think about the potential of humanity and the potential of people, of individuals, and how, how, how incredible they really, really are. And yet they seem to be the only ones who don't know that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I've just spent my life trying to, trying to be a support in that area. And it leads me into different things. I don't think of them and go, oh, I'm going to use this to get there. I just kind of come from my heart and say, how can I help further a person's journey? How can I help further a person's acceptance of themselves and further a person's um, expression of themselves? And the things that I get into seem to help them do that. Mm. like the Winner's Circle Academy or the YouTube channel or, um, you know, the TMFA group. Those are just ways to help people become more of who they are. But I didn't, I don't set them up to, on purpose. They, they come out of an organic need to have them ex exist when I'm talking to people. And I see, I, ooh, you, you really have some spiritual work to do. Right. You know, this will help you. Let's try this. So I don't know. I mean, I, I started as a singer and I became an agent. I became a manager and I and I fell in love with actors really, really young. Artists in general, just. And my mother is a, she's a massive love of the arts. I mean, a day for her, I spent time with her. She's like, let's go for a morning walk. She lives in Sarasota. Let's go on, this, on the Siesta Key and go for a walk. Then we'll stop by the photo gallery and watch the opening. We'll have breakfast where the mariachis are playing and then we'll go to the museum. And then we'll go later to the theater and then we're gonna go to this other restaurant where this live music is. And, and her days are like, she fills, fills them with art. Mm -hmm. with art. Mm -hmm. So my whole childhood went from museum to music, live music to art gallery, um, to, from artist to artist to artist to artist. Mm. and we laid around in the house listening to music all the time at night in the dark and and my dad is a massive love of tv and film he my dad when he watches tv he's like now wendy wendy listen now watch the scene right here when he turns his head and he says this line now watch the expression on his face and how everyone's reaction to him and he remembers every scene of every film right i grew up with the fascination of artists and I don't know if that's who I would be if I wasn't grown up, brought up by those two people. Well, I love that you've taken your upbringing and your arts education, so to speak, from your parents mm -hmm. into something that, you know, a career, a viable career. I also think yeah. like you touched on some things that stick out to me. Like, I mean, I'm always advocating that what we have to do as artists is remember that life itself is the greatest masterpiece of art. Your, your life, the way you're living your life is your real art, right? Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. acting or singing or whatever it is, whatever your specific career choice or expression of that mm -hmm. in terms of, um, you know, uh, uh, what you want to do to make a living mm -hmm. is just 1% of your entire totality of your life, right? How you view the world is artistic, mm -hmm. how you're mm -hmm. curious about the world, what you're passionate about. Yeah. And I also think that opens us up to not then putting all of our eggs in the basket of like, you know, oh my God, I have to get this audition or mm -hmm. like making every single job mean something more than it. I saw uh, okay. somebody said that the other day or a, a very famous actor was like, you know, no job, basically the same thing, right? Like no job is really 
the thing that we think we're looking for that's going to change our life. It's a cumulative uh -huh. journey. It's true. Yeah. And I think that's even changed even more so now. Like I've been teaching for 25 years and maybe the star mm -hmm. system was a little bit different then. And one job could turn you into like, you know, mm -hmm. the next Leo DiCaprio or something. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, because there's so many streamers and so many jobs, it's, you know, it's great to be working as an actor, but I don't think, I think you're always hustling for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anything like secures a job anymore. No, no there's too much. There's yeah. So, it, yeah, if I if I explain that, it's, it's early no, people, right but that. you get what I'm no, saying, yeah. I get totally what you're saying. And it doesn't matter what level you get to, there's always the search for the next job. The ne it doesn't matter if you're the president of a company. That's right, you wanna, you're right. You know, eventually own five companies. That's you know, right. You're always growing, growing, growing in the search for your fullest potential. It never ends if you're curious. Yes. You know, if you're curious, but I think, I think you, you make up a really good point is you make a really good point is people think that the meaning lies in the achievement of a job when that's just one chapter of a, of a book that's your life. And, and that chat and that life that you're writing, this beautiful book that you're writing needs to be filled with as much beauty as possible. And your career is just one little piece of it all. That's and right. you may find that the jobs you think are going to bring you great joy don't do a thing for you. When you hear people like um, Jim Carrey or other people. Oh, are, yes. He's very vocal about that. He's yeah. like, I hope everybody gets everything they want to then realize it's not the answer. Exactly. And yeah. who else to tell you that than people who have every single thing and then they're still like, uh, we thought it was lying in this, 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 That's this, right. but it turns out the search for meaning is a deeper thing from within and it doesn't yep. have anything to do with all these exterior things we've accomplished or money we've had or houses we've bought or whatever. Not to say it's not more comfortable to be upset on the floor of a beautiful <laughs> right. house. Yeah, in Malibu. <laughs> in then, Malibu yeah, in yeah of course. But yeah. it's not the, you know, do you know the book Man's Search for Meaning? Yeah, of course. You know, it's such a powerful book. It's hard to read because I'm not, like I said, I hate, I hate, I hate hearing the tragedy. Arthur Frankel, wait, Victor Frankel. Victor, Victor Frankel. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Victor yeah. Frankel. But when he says that everything in the world can be taken from you except your perspective mm. and how you react to the things happening to you, how you view it, your perspective about it and your reaction to it. And the worst things in the world can be happening to you. But if your attitude is, I'm going to learn from this, I'm going to grow from this and I'm going to become more from this, then you can turn anything into a positive or negative. And if you are a working actor who's got a lot of success, but your mindset is wrong, you can be miserable on set of a series regular that you are blessed to have. That is true. That is true. You know, well, or I mean, you can be happy. The choice well, is you're, yours. I mean, Wendy, you're touch I mean, this is what I love about you because I think we share really similar philosophies and it's important to keep opening up the conversation around what acting is and what it isn't and what mm. it can be for you and what it can't and like mm. anything, right? Like, I think... The, the challenge about our business is because it's a business, the value attachment is attached only when you're working Money, or yeah. only when you're famous or yeah. only when you have an IMDB ranking of the top 10 or, and what are those metrics? They're, they're always changing. Yeah. They're never, they're, you're chasing an illusion, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're always going to be unhappy. I think, yes. you know, speaking to what you were talking about earlier, I think the real thing that I'm always trying to remind artists that what we're really going for is the experience, the yeah. experience of something, the experience of being alive, the, the mm. I don't know, the inner uh, joie de vivre. I'm not <laughs> French, but I know a few French words, but that's true that yeah. the inner spirit that is churning inside us when we get to yes. do 
something that we feel we are a channel of or for, yes. right? Yes. And then if we're lucky, we get paid for it. And, but that's the, the that take, but that also takes, I think a lot of work as well to get to that place. Cause I think when I was in my twenties, I was like, I want to be famous. <laughs> and then I was like, well, this is not a sustainable, you know, this is my, my acting, my acting died on a vine. And then I, as I started to realize like acting was a vehicle to really discover who I was mm. and my gifts, then it became an ongoing, it still is happening at my age at 54. I'm still using it as a search for more meaning mm. to figure out my place in the cosmos, how to be of service, how Ooh, to I use I love that you're using acting for such a, a far oh, more important purpose. But Wendy, this is my thing. This is when I think actors actually become empowered because they really, you go into an audition mm. and instead of feeling coming from a place of desperateness, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, I'm a part of this storytelling collaboration. You need, they need you. They yes. need the actor to come in and solve their problem. As every casting director would say, they have a problem. If yeah. they didn't have a problem, they wouldn't be casting it. Right, they right. would have it already cast. <laughs> Right, but right. because they're bringing you in, that means there's a hole in there. There's a hole they got to fill. Mm -hmm. And so you have the ability to be a part of that. Uh, I don't know. It's this beautiful uh, collaborative thing. Yeah. But actors oftentimes, and we can go into your work with actors now. I think it's like actors diminish themselves and don't realize that they are a very valuable part of mm. this process, right? Yeah, I think that's so, incredibly important what you said, because if you're coming from the place like I'm acting because I'm exploring who I am as a human being and I am dancing in that. That's right. Or I want to tell having, stories that make a difference mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? Yeah. There's many I'm different ways. to do it in your audition room right now. That's right. And then I'll go be dancing into the parking lot back into my car. That's right. The, the energy you just brought into the room is so much more appealing and is more likely to get you cast anyway. Way, that's right <laughs> as opposed to going in desperate for what you think is a life-changing no I, that's just the wrong approach and i don't think actors really work from that desk they don't work from that desperate feeling it's like going on a date with someone if someone came in all desperate and needy and you know was dripping off of them it would be a complete turnoff yes. and it's the same in a casting room you know we don't go we don't gravitate towards people that are desperate and needy we gravitate towards people that are confident and, and, and seem to have a secret to life that we want to know what it is. Exactly. Secret sauce. You're right. Because no, nobody wants to hire, like I always say, a Debbie Downer or Womp Womp right. because you're <laughs> going to be on set with them for 12 hours. Why would I want to hire you if you're like Womp Womp? No, I only want to hire fun people. But also I just did a podcast or not a podcast, but I just did a lecture on like, I'm, I've, I've been saying this for 25 years. So I was, I'm like a broken record, but really the fun, we, we diminish and stigmatize that fun mm. is not of the highest order. We actually prioritize hard, working hard. And working hard also mm. oftentimes is, is um, an extension of seriousness. So right. actors Ooh. are not at their best when they're serious and quote unquote working hard. It's right. not, we're not working hard. Acting is an upliftment. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's in the spirit of joy. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, you actually get better. But we, we, mm. I've had so many conversations with actors. I'm doing an intensive this weekend where, you know, a lot of the theme that we'll discover is people have a hard time letting go and having fun. Wow. And your best work comes when you're laughing. It's, it's called a play. If we forget the genesis of the word, the Greeks had a word for it. A play simply meant 
a, a, a skit with goats. That's the literal Greek translation. Ghosts or goats? Goats. They were hanging out with goats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were doing with those goats, okay. but they were having a good time with wine and partying and <laughs> they were just doing it. And then all of a sudden, acting is so serious. I got this character is so serious. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's your projection of the material yeah, or yeah. onto the material. But the spirit of creation is in joy. Ooh, yeah. And if you make it so damn serious and you take yourself so seriously, oh, then you put too much preciousness on every single audition, then you I just know. burden yourself with, like you said, you put so much pain around it and it's and fear and anxiety totally and pain it. and the play is gone. Wendy, life is, I always say, life is too tragic not to be a tragic comedy. Oh. And also when I'm serious, I'm like such a bore. Who wants to, I'm like always telling my boyfriend, oh my God, I'm so irritating right now, right? It's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, and this is not, some Some of my listeners might be like, well, like, what are you saying? We're just supposed to like, you know, just like jump over our feet. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not trying to trivialize when real tragedy or real upset right. occurs, right? But I also am always being mindful of, the spirit of being alive is the spirit of joy. Yes. Because the true the spirit of, if you think about conception and the conceiving of something, the mm. birth of a child, the birth of a flower, the birth of a cosmos, it's quite mm. electric with energy. It's, it's the life force, it's life force. Yes. It's not dead force. Oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> Preach, this is Friday morning. It's life force. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so Wendy, tell us about Hollywood Winner Circle Academy. I love it. I want to oh. be in that Hollywood. I don't want to be a loser. I want to be a winner's academy graduate. Listen, you can lose or win in life. The choice is yours. That's right. You're right. I think that the goal of HWC is to prepare actors for opportunities. Uh-huh. because they are so unprepared when they come in this business. They're unprepared. Uh-huh. Great point. They know nothing about the business and they also don't know anything about themselves and they don't, you know, it, just in general, new new people, young people or people coming into, into this business at whatever age, are, they're filled with the illusion of what they think the business is yeah. and the illusion of what they think it's going to give them and they yeah. don't have any real baseline uh, and facts. And if they run around out in the in the world, then there's a lot of people really willing to give you the wrong information for money. Like, hello, come over here and pay me $3,000 oh, and I'll yes. tell you what you want to hear. There's a lot of grifters in this Too many grifters. Business. And I don't yeah. understand a business that allows that many grifters. And honestly, agents and managers participate in the grift Yes. by showing up at all those places. But that being said, if the actor- Those places shall remain nameless. But, they remain but, but nameless. Yes, we've mentioned them in the past. Yeah. Mm, I've mentioned them in the past too. And they have lawyers, you know, so- I know. They come at you with a million dollars worth of loss. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I think that the actor, if they have a realistic understanding of the business, which is what we teach them at HWC, listen, this is how it really works. It's not the fantasy you think it is. It's going to take work. Uh, you better enjoy the process because you're going to be in the process a lot more than in the actual work. That's right. <laughs> I say that all the time. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be auditioning a lot more than you're going to be then working. you're booking it. That's right. And so enjoy the audition and learn to play and dance in the audition. That's like your opportunity to to play with that character to feel it and experience it and without the end result attached if you get the job you get the job if you don't you don't 
someone else gets it. Be, be happy for them, right? It'll be your turn when it's your turn. If the project is for you, it will be for you, right? So if you can learn how to proceed in this business with joy and, and make that the meaning, then you could really, you know, who knows how far you can go. Hmm. Uh, we can just take a look at what, what works for actors and what doesn't. And we can give you the general rules. And so at HWC, we're going to give all the general rules with very speci with specificity. Um, your headshots don't work if you're not looking at the camera. Hello. <laughs> right. They don't work if your clothes match the background. If your hair is black, your head is your sh your shirt is black, the background is black, and you right. fade into the, the nothingness. Right, right. So the there's voice. things you do as an actor that will completely derail your your effort. <laughs> And there's, and as an agent or manager, I've been both, and our classes are taught by agents and managers. We know kind of like we've seen this not work over and over and over and over and over. So here, don't do these things. So what you um, guys, sorry, let me just jump no, in. Yeah. So you guys, so you offer, um, you help the actors with a lot of the do's and the don'ts and help Absolutely. them navigate the business side from headshots, yeah. understanding that to like. You're better at saying it than I am. No, no, no. I love it. I just want to like break yeah. it down a little bit. If you need a place where you can speak to agents and managers and working actors on a regular basis and say, here's what I was thinking from my headshots. Mm. What do you think about that? And then right. here, what type do you, what, what am I going after? You know, what am I supposed to be wearing those things? What am I supposed to be doing in front of the camera? I, I don't know. I've never done right. it. What's right. what, what, otherwise I'll just spend 500 bucks and not know what I'm doing in a session. So tell me what those are about. And the, there's a, there's a, there's a, you've got to be yourself and you've got to be thinking thoughts and headshots. It's not posing, you know? Right, right. So unless you know that you'll go through a lot of headshot sessions um, and paying for them and getting them wrong. All right. So then there's like your materials. Well, why sometimes I hear new actors say, well, I have backstage. Well, that's wonderful. I love backstage, write for backstage. You write for backstage. Backstage has a wealth of information, but agents and managers don't submit you with backstage. We use actors right. access. Right. Casting networks. Oh, well, right. I didn't know I need those platforms. Well, you do. And not only do you need them, they need to be well done. You, they need to be really well done. So let's show you what a really good actor's access looks like. And then what yours looks like, which don't look good. Now let's clean yours completely up and let's redirect it in this direction so that it's marketable. So you're marketable. And so you're expressing the casting who you are and how you want to be cast because that's what you use them for. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, good. Now you need to start creating clips that match those kind of roles you wanna play. I've, I've got these things. Well, none of that's good enough. Okay, so you need to take all those down and we need to start again. Right. And this time we need to create something that really reflects your talent, focuses on you, not the other actor, and really demonstrates you at you know performing in the best of your ability. Well, how do you do that? We'll show you how to do that. So basically you come every single week, there's three classes a week, people pay one price. And that, that's the kind of neat thing about HWC is they pay one price and then they have training the entire year and they never pay extra for the people that come in. You know, we pay the people that come in to visit and teach, but the student never does. People could say, well, that's a stupid business model. Why don't you charge the actors for all of that? I just don't, I just don't because I'm more about giving than I am about anything else. And when you come there, you can rely on the information. You're not, it's not a company that's gonna keep asking for more money, asking for more money for every class, for everything. It's like, no, you're here, we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna make sure when you finish this program, you understand who you are, 
how this business works. You have materials that reflect you at your best. You understand the audition process. You've built relationships with some casting directors, agents, and managers, and you are now prepared for the business. And most of the time they get signed and they start working. And that's all I can do. I mean, yeah. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's, yeah, I it's really providing resources for actors from the business side, because mm -hmm. I think, you know, for me working with actors at, you know, the technical or the technique or the craftsperson mm -hmm. level, you know, is we deal with the business as well, but these, they're two separate animals. And like, you can be a legend in your living room, I always <laughs> like to say, but it doesn't matter if you don't understand the business. Right. And the business is always changing. And like, look at, I've been in the business, I've been teaching, this is my 25th year of having a school. I've been acting for 30 years, you know, so the business exciting. is changing so much. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm always still learning things, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, my, I'd love to hear your, like some of your, what are your, some of your don'ts or things yeah. you've heard. Here's one of my biggest pet peeves. And this is so simple, right? And, but I even have this with really well-established actors. Oh. It drives me nuts. <laughs> so actors, please listen. I'll coach somebody and they're, they're going in for a big show and they're, they're working. These people are working. And I'll be like, oh, who's casting this? They're like, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. And I think the thing that's crazy about that is that it's, mm. it's a business of knowing people in terms of, it's just networking. And like, if, if you, Wendy, were the casting director and I went in and read for you, even if I don't get it, I need to remember that I went in and read for you because I might be doing something a year from now and may be able to contact you or you might bring me in again. Yeah. And then I remember, oh, I've gone into that mm -hmm. office. It's so important mm -hmm. to track who knows you. Also, yes. if you get an agent, if you get an agent, you can say, hey, I just got called into Wendy's office and they brought me to producers. And that, the simple task of just remembering who you've met. And I also think sometimes um, I, I think I always did this when I'm looking back, like when I, when in, in the nineties, when I was living and working in New York, when I would meet people, even agents who like, you know, threw me under the bus and were not interested, I kept their information because when I was working, if I still didn't have an agent, I would contact them again six months later. Yeah. So I was relentless about, I would send out postcards. Postcards were big in the nineties. I was doing a show, <laughs> I was doing a show off, off Broadway in Soho, Soho oh uh, rap. And, but my, my best friend and I were doing a show. And one night she came to the, the theater and I got there early and I was sending postcards and literally all I wrote on it was things are happening and, I would it. and she's like what are you doing and I was like things are happening babe but I said it I have people come and watch because it's just people want to see people who are working or taking yes. initiative to working and yes. you can't send it to people if you don't remember who you've met Hello. <laughs> So sorry, I'm not trying true. to teach your class, but no, that please is do. One I of love my, it. No. no, I love everything that comes out of your mouth. Honestly, <laughs> things are happening. They're happening, and it's like, oh, what's happening over there? Let's go see. Nothing was happening. That's the irony. It was probably a shit show. I know it was okay. I was good in it. I don't Listen, care. But you were I living the life. You were in New York. You were, a, you were an actor, acting. But also, Wendy, the thing is, is we we have to believe in ourselves. We yeah. have to believe. Also, we, we yes. forget, nobody knows where are we, I'm always saying, mm -hmm. nobody knows in this business what is happening or what isn't. It's right. all perception. 
Yes. And you, yes. you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. believe in yourself. It really does push you past the five yard line. I should not use football oh metaphors. God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should use ice skating metaphors. You've just done your triple sal cow. <laughs> You're such a treasure. <laughs> One man's trash is another one's treasure. I'll be here all night. Please. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Enjoying In The Moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates. Wendy, what's one of your pet peeves? Because I think it helps actors telling them things that are like, that's a disaster. Don't ever do that. Well, listen, I think I, I'm very, I'm very straightforward about it. I mean, I have a big loving heart. I know, you're a straight shooter. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm from Connecticut. I was born in New York and we don't East bullshit, Sire. you know, yes, yes. <laughs> dance around the facts. We just go, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I think, I think one of the things you have to do is just have a thick skin and take the information in and see how you can use it in your benefit in your benefit. If someone points out something that's not working, don't take it personally, personally. offended and then run and you know, well, I think what you said about um, keeping track, I, I want to address that because we teach yes, people you, you, it's, you got to run it like a business, right? So you, you keep a list of shows that you're right for your target list, right? That's what yes. must be calls it. And that's what anybody who knows their shit, We'll call it. You have Love a target her, yes. list of shows that you know you would fit right into that world. And get cast on, yeah, yeah. And you know who those casting directors are, so you should have a spreadsheet. And there are there are programs that you know uh, I can't remember. We had there's programs and books to keep track of all that stuff, but or online digital abilities. But you keep track of here's the shows I think I'm really right for. Here's the name of the casting directors, and every time I audition for them, here's my notes that they've given me, and here's some of their pet peeves and what they like and don't like. So that when I audition for that office again, I can look at their names and go, oh, they hate this, they like that. I've listened to them on podcasts or in their classes or whatever, or read on their Facebook page. And I'm gonna keep notes of the things that they're saying because those are my employers and I'm trying to go in and make a good impression. So to not know who your employer might be is just is, naive. Right. It's naive. Um, the more prepared you are, I think with who, if you understand who you're gonna go in for, it gives you a little bit more ease. You understand them a little bit more. You know, I always tell actors, figure out who you're auditioning for, then look them up on IMDb Pro, then look them up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter right. and no. see what these people uh -huh. are about. You gotta know. Mm -hmm. See if there's any rapport. See if there's anything like if they just came back from Italy and you just came back from Italy. That's right. That's a conversation you can have in the audition. Like, oh my that's God, right. I saw your post on that. I was Italy. I just was in in Siena and I just sat at that same place that you sat at. And that, that just shows you, like, for example, I, I made an appointment with my doctor for a random thing and I had to go and have a test on something, which came out wonderful, by the way. But Great. the doctor said when she interviewed me as a patient, you know, where are you from? I said, oh, she goes, I taught at US. She said, uh, I used to be at work in La Cunada, USC um, hospital. And I was like, I was on the women's council there. She goes, you lived in La Cunada? I said, I lived in La Cunada too. How long did you live there? I said, right. I was a member of the Qantas Club. She goes, oh my goodness. And then in our conversation, she's like, I, I got you. We have, a, we have a thing in common. We have a connection. 
And it was like, even the doctors, like we have a connection. That connection establishes a relationship that will, that will take you to the next levels. Just a connection matters. It's the difference between you, being a complete stranger and having some affection. It's so good because I think, you know, again, what we're both saying is what you're teaching, it's like common sense. I yeah, think sometimes yeah, yeah. they think like, like there's some formula to acting mm-hmm. or formula to the business. It's not rocket science, right? It's like, I just had a meeting. Well, this was a few weeks ago, but I had a meeting with this big film company. Mm-hmm. If I had, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into the film company and not know the kind of movies they do. That would be weird. It's like, it's you can't pitch Batman to a company that's doing CODA. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or, you, you know, so you gotta know who your audience is, who you're talking that's right, to. But you gotta be actors, mindful. Actors don't track that. You well, know, it's that's also their, like that's their fault. That's their problem, and they're not gonna you're succeed right. with that. You know. You're right. It's really, it's really, it's it's also like you know. I think sometimes I I learn the hard way too because mm. when I again in the '90s, I love the '90s. Oh, in New the York, '90s. When when I was especially in New York, I would wear short shorts and what? like my lycra onesies. You know what I mean? Like I like and would rollerblade everywhere. I don't. Oh I have photos. God. I'll have to show you. I, I have. I actually it. one of my first headshots. I would rollerblade everywhere. True story. One of my first oh my headshots. God. I got to find it. And With it was a, a lycra. No, it wasn't a midriff, although I wore those too. But I was, it was a lycra onesie. So it was uh-huh. like, like a, you know, like a speed skating, like what else are they called? Oh like my God. Not a wrestling singlet because it didn't have a low cut here oh at the chest. Oh my God. But, but it was all made out of lycra right. onesie. So I have these headshots with me in that. Oh my God, I got to see that. And I'm wearing, or I'm having, I, I tied the, my rollerblades, you know, and Aww, strung them over my shoulder. shoulder. Yes, over the shoulder. That was the headshot? I love it. The headshot. I'm going to find that shit. I think those things were allowed back then, you know, props oh, and yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, props. It was more fun, right? Oh, props were fun. Props oh, yeah. and things. I think sporty. My pet this was my sporty is, look. <laughs> I think one of my pet peeves. Well, listen, in the Hollywood Winter Circle Academy, we teach three important concepts, right? One of them tell is tell us the threes. Yes. I'll tell you the three. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Three concepts, which are like you said, common sense, but you don't learn these things. Um, mastery of your craft, marketing materials, mindset. The three right, M's. The three M's. That's it. Mastery it. of your craft. So anytime I talk to an actor, they're like, do I need acting training? I'm like, yes. No, I think you could just become a surgeon too. Just go down to the That's hospital. Right. Like, That's right. I have a knife. Right. And I was thinking of being I'm a brain cut you open today. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you think that's funny, people, but no, that is like common, common questions. Um, I, I have talent and I'm wondering, do I need to take acting classes before I get an agent? No, we want people that are untrained so that we can just throw them at casting. No, of course you need acting classes. So just the basic stupidity of that question is one of my pet peeves. Um, and then the, that question takes many different turns. Like, well, how many acting classes can I take before it counts? Like, oh, okay. You take acting classes until you're so damn good that you uh, you blew yourself out of the water and everyone else, and then you start again yeah. and take more classes and That's keep right, getting right. good and keep getting better, and you never yeah. stop training the same way an athlete does. So we have to break that down and explain that because they don't get that. And then we give them ideas of who to coach with. We always tell people to coach with you. We tell people Ivana Chubbuck or Larry Moss or Howard Fine or or you know Playhouse West or the good you know the great coaches. That way you don't have to run around 
confused about who's good and who's not, who's, who's good. Okay, so that's the training. Well, I wanna be in commercials. Do I need to take a commercial class? Yes. Um, I wanna do sitcoms. Well then sitcom class, sitcom, improv. You have to train for what it is you say you want. It's, this, it's right. a strange career where people think that they that training is optional in some way. And not to say well, that there aren't natural talents and some people sure. are really phenomenal without a class. It's one sure. in a trillion. And right. you still have to train natural talent to become a reliable tool that you can call on when that's the right. pressure is on that's right on that's set. right or when things are not really cohesive or, right. or conductive flowing. to doing really good work yeah yes, for sure because need... set life can sometimes not be uh, well, great for the actor yeah it only it's can take you point. so far it can only yeah. take you so far you've got to train it uh well, what's the, the, the second m the second m is um m? marketing marketing your marketing right. materials you could be the greatest actor in the world but i always say that's if you right. package it in shit nobody's gonna buy it that's right legend in your living room Legend in your living room, or here's the thing, staging a house. Real estate's the best example. When you stage a house and you, people, first of all, it sells faster. People can envision themselves in it. There's a reason why real estate agents stage the house, to make it presentable, to make it look like the person can see themselves. Oh, I could see myself in that room having dinner at that table. Oh, I can see myself in this living room, in this kitchen, or watching TV there. When you can visualize what it's for and how to use it, then you will more likely buy it. So an actor has to stage themselves the same way in real estate. And that staging right, is your headshot, your yeah. acting clips, your online profiles, all of right. that needs your to be resume. staged. Right. Your resume it needs your to be real, staged. Whatever your you real. have. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stage it in a way that's appealing and marketable yeah. and shows people what it's about and how they can use it. And it's gorgeous. It's got to be the best. Yeah. When you stage your house, you don't just throw like an old Goodwill couch in there and with a ripped yeah. hole. No, you pick the nicest parts of what you, you make it yeah. look beautiful. You make yeah. it look so people can't walk out of that house without making an offer. So it's the same thing in your materials. They need to be that good. You can't slap stuff together and say, I've got a package. No, you don't. And right. then the third part is mindset because you could have the greatest training. You could have the greatest materials, but if your mindset is off, you're going absolutely nowhere because you are what you think you are. You will achieve what you believe you deserve. You will achieve what you believe you're capable of and your mindset will either lift you up or tear you down. It will either build you up or break you down. That is what the mind does. So yeah, you have to be in control of that. And we also have a choice, right? We all have mm. a choice in seeing there's always a, like if I were to tell you something that I'm challenged by, I'm mm -hmm. seeing it through the prism of me being in it, right? And so I may not be, I, I may yeah. just be- It's a blind spot. Yeah, but then you see it like, oh, Tony, I don't think that's an issue, like, right? Yeah. But we have to be able to get outside of ourselves to see it from a different sure. perspective. And then, sure. and then you can change the paradigm. I think you're right. I mean, also, I think it's the only way to get through the business because Mm -hmm. this business is really challenging. It's really competitive in terms of like just the sheer number of people and yeah. the subjectivity. And of the it. misinformation, and the misinformation. misinformation. That's a great one. One of the I big, mean, you're right. uh, one of the big information, misinformation, I just created a new course because of it. There's this concept, like it was an old concept and it was true in the day. You needed a reel to get an agent or manager. And a reel meant footage from actual projects you've done 
um, and you would cop, you know, cobble that together, and then you would right. present that to reps, and then they would decide it. If you didn't have a reel, you were nothing, you know. And people were like, "Well, how do I get a reel if I can't get a job? Well, how do I get a job without a reel?" Well, things have changed, and I created a course called "How to Get an Agent Without a Demo Reel." It doesn't mean you don't need footage; you do, but you just need clips, strong right. clips. Either you self-tape yep. or you shoot with a friend. Or, and you create something, you know, compelling and interesting and you shoot it on your iPhone, shoot it like it looks like it's from something, you know, and you really put together a couple of clips, 35, 45 second clips where your acting is spectacular, yep. where the relationship is amazing and you watch it on your leg, your acting will, will speak for itself. Either it's believable and it goes deep and it has layers or it doesn't. Or it's not. And if it's not, then there's work to be done. And you're acting, done. You know what I mean? It's, it's again, it's not a science. I think I love that about the reel. I've been saying for a long mm. time, like I, I sometimes I'll, people will send me a reel and like, let's say I worked with them in class and their cl their work is really beautiful, but the reel, it's not a good representation of yeah, what they can yeah. do. I was like, get rid of that. Then let's just put down a great self tape yes. with the, within the means you have. Right. Or also like people sometimes will like showcase they've done a one liner on CSI Miami, let's say, but because nope. it's a network show, they think that's valuable. Nope, no agent cares about that. We'd rather see one minute of yeah. really interesting, provocative acting yeah. than oh, okay, you've done one line here and one line on this network show. Nobody cares about Nobody that, cares. Right? It's a good accomplishment, but nobody cares. I think, you know, people are so precious with their work. I, I, I've said this before, like you're getting on a set and the, the director has a vision in their mind and they see two, a couple arguing down the hall in the dark and mm. it looks very dramatic. And that's what the visionary, the vision of the movie is. But then you get that footage back and you cannot put it on your reel, but I did good acting in it, but you're in the dark. We can't right. see you. You're also right. way down the end of the hall and you're in silhouette. Right. Don't yeah. you understand that's not a selling to, it's like putting a Starbucks coffee down the hall in the dark right. and then Go saying you it. should buy it. Nobody's <laughs> buying it. So you have to get realistic about what you're going to put on your reels or in your clips you create and they should focus on you. Another mistake they always make is they'll have two black women or two blonde women or two black men or two Asian men, same age, in the scene but you're putting your competitor in the scene mm. with you in your own category. Mm. So always mm. do like when you create your, your footage, you're creating scenes. If you're black, go with someone blonde. If you're white, go with someone Asian. If you're a female, go with someone male. Don't pick people that are your competition to put in your reel because we may end up looking at them instead of you, right? So I think there's so I, much to learn in this business. Yes. The more you the learn, you, the better. Go ahead, sorry, sorry. No, the more you learn, finish your thoughts, sorry. Knowledge is power. Yeah, now the more you power. learn, the more you yeah. learn, the more you understand how this business works and how to market yourself and the right kind of attitude, and you have the support. The other thing HWC is, is it's a massive support. You come in three days a week. You talk to agents and managers and casting directors and other people who also want to have a successful career. And you learn mm -hmm. from each other. You listen and learn from what everyone's doing. And you have people that want to be successful at something, as opposed to you're on your own. And the only people that are around you are the people that are not in the business and don't understand what you're doing and they don't see your vision and they think you should just go get a real job because you're living a pipe dream. That does not help you achieve your goals if you're around a husband, a wife, parents, uh, friends who are not supporting you. That's true. You Once need a, a you know, 
you're of an age you're a consenting adult you have to like start making choices for your own life yeah right? you gotta create your i was own just gonna say one one last thing about the reel that popped in my head mm -hmm. you know there's there are these services in town where you mm -hmm. see these i'm always like please do not spend your money no, on this don't do it. where they go to those places that do reels and the lighting is awful. And also it's like a three minute scene, but the camera is only on the actor, which isn't the Don't real way the we consume person. or watching it, right? There's no cutting to the other person. So I'm always like, Terrible. instead of spending thousands of dollars at this quote unquote place that's doing like <laughs> substandard work, yeah. just go shoot something yes. on a great iPhone with your friend Hello. and do, everybody can edit themselves now on like, you know, Absolutely, or whatever. Just edit it together. I, I, it, mm. It's kind of shocking to me sometimes that uh, it, to me it's always about taste level, right? Like, mm. and I guess you also learn. I mean, I think as you continue to do things, your taste level, I think, ascends, mm. right? Yes. Because you yeah. you start. This is what learning is about. Learning is fun. It's fun to take an acting class because you start to learn things. Yes. Learning is supposed to be fun. Learning is fun. You know, I also think what I was saying in my 90s story about my Lycra onesie, my point was I think it's also important for actors to remember when I was in class, when I started tapping into like my potential, it was so exciting. And I realized like, well, I could play anything in class, but I, I would, I, I realized where I aired at first is the business doesn't support you playing anything and you can't go to reps or casting with this mentality that I can play Hamlet on Monday and then on Tuesday I'm doing... That's great. You can. And that's what class is for to stretch and grow. But the business sees you. And this isn't, doesn't, I don't mean type in a bad way. Mm -hmm. I'm always advocating do you better than anybody else because yes. nobody can do you right? better than you. Exactly. But do it to get your way in, put your, your foot in the door. And then as you expand and develop a career, like, you know, Morgan Freeman or, or Denzel Washington or whoever, Salma Hayek, oh my God, how do you say Hayek, Salma Hayek. Like you start to like, Jennifer Lawrence, you start to be able to do different things. Yeah. Well, you, you have to have, a, like my friend Lisa Zambetti who casts Criminal Minds, she says, you need a jumping off. That's right. You need to, uh, you need right. an entry point. And I, right. I, I, I tell point. actors this all the time. One of the great entry points in show business is procedural television, right? Because they need a million actors so that they need different faces every single They're week. They're constantly casting, yeah. They, if you, if like NCIS has been on for 16, 18 years or whatever, they've gone through every Jesus. actor in town. That's right. So when you're creating your package, you think, where do you start? Well, start with what's a procedural. Well, a procedural role. What's on a procedural role? The victim of the crime, right. let's say the cop procedural, the victim of the crime, the criminal, Perpetrator, the witness, yeah. Um, yeah. the family Friend. members, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. get your footage for that. Okay, then there's hospital procedurals. So get what's the right. patient, the person waiting for the outcome of their thing. That's right. Uh, you know, the, the person doctor, who caused the, the problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you think, okay, how do I put a package together? Let's just start with that. Start with what roles would you play on a procedural cop show? Create footage for that. What roles would you play on a, on a hospital show? Create roles for that. Now let's get an agent or man, like go out and get your own auditions for a while first and work. But once you've got your resume to a level where you've booked some work on yourself and you, you know, you have experience on set and you understand the audition process. Now you take that procedural footage to agents and managers and you work to try to get into those shows mm -hmm. where you're more likely going to be cast than on, you know, on, on shows that don't need a fast turnover. That's right. And if you start like that, you can start to rack up your first co-stars. 
And then, that, then it seems like people, th- oh, well, now you have a co-star. It's like we start to take you seriously. So if this business, like you said, it, it, it's got a kind of like a hierarchy, you know, it's a, it doesn't pay attention to you until you're at the top, honestly. That's right. That's right. This so, is also why yeah. you, you have to give yourself the 10 year plan because it does yes. take a while. Right? Oh my like God. People, yeah. Sadly, people have talent, but they give up within the first few months. I'm like, a lot of times, you know, mm. I, I, when I tell actors it's going to take 10 years, they look at me like I'm insane, but 10 years is going to go by like that. It goes by and, and it does take a lot. Like sometimes it might take five years to get your first coaster. Well, that's not always yes. the case. Some people might no, have but, it in their but, first month. That's Who right. knows? But yes. this is the long game. And if yes, you understand that, like, day. yes. And think about it, like, for the next 10 years, here's what I'm going to be doing. That's now, right. you can change your mind somewhere right. along the line. We're... But you don't change your mind when it doesn't go in your favor right away. Because it's not right. going to go in, you know, most of the time, you're, if you understand the purpose of auditions, it's to play and to build relationships so casting can start to build confidence in you as an actor. But also, Wendy, I think it's also everybody, this is the thing, obviously, as a, you know, a proprietor of an acting, acting studios all over the world. I'm always advocating acting class, but not like, I don't think everybody has to take acting class. Some people are natural and then they yeah. learn by being on set or whatever, sure but like, but, but learning, you know, to, like you said, to refine and, and facilitate these tools so that you have them at your disposal on yes. set. But yeah. I have had a lot of students. One, I actually just had a, a coffee with this morning. Aww. I've known him, I'm been jealous. working with him for like 15 years yeah and I told him when I first met him I was like it's not gonna happen for you like I didn't say it that way but Mm -hmm. I I shared with him like he's gonna come into his own later and he has never given up and now Mm -hmm. he's now more of a character actor which he was 15 years ago but just didn't it didn't catch up with him yeah he has been doing some huge movies in this past year where he's like i think he was just number three on a call sheet of a big movie with some really big actors recently like just uh, he just came back from from uh uh, europe and but Mm -hmm. but had he given up had he Mm -hmm. thrown the towel in like 15 years ago he wouldn't have stepped into that new phase so like my thing about actors is we're always as we develop and grow, we're always moving into new phases of our life. So just because your career is not taking off at the age of 22, wow, yeah. like it does for some actors, it might happen for you at 32. Or so 42. you just, it's the long game. Like I think said. it's true. And it goes back to what you're saying about doing this for the right reasons, doing this to expand right. yourself as a human being, explore who you are. And well, you gotta love it. When you're doing, when you're coming from that place, you shouldn't be, you know, the time, not thinking about timing the time. doesn't matter then. Timing yeah, you're right. Matter. You're if right. You, you're right. If you're coming from it as I'm just exploring who I am as a human being, That's I'm right. dancing in the joy of who I am, I'm going deeper into who I am and I'm telling That's stories right. through this medium. And oh, I got a job. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll yeah. show up and do that That's now. Icing on the cake. Can. That's right. right. That's icing on the cake. Yeah. To me, our lives, each of our individual lives is the cake. Anything else that comes, just your life being born wow. in this incarnation is the cake. Anything that comes on top of it is the icing. You know wow. what I mean? It really is. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, I'm jealous of the man who had coffee with you. We had, you and I had coffee. Uh, <laughs> we just had ago. coffee last week. Oh no, my God, no, I love it. I'm jealous of that person who spent some spe- special time with you because you're uh, so special. Oh, I love you, and Wendy. I love like this is sound advice and you have fun doing it. And let's do my speed round. Cause look, this has already been an hour. We talked, this is, it went by so fast. Um, okay. I lost my speed round questionnaire. So I'm going to try to just pull it out of my ass and remember some of my favorite things. color. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite movie? 
Um, baby boom. of all time. No, I'm just kidding. What? Baby boom. Baby boom with 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 Tom Hanks. Wait, with was Diane who, wait, Keaton. Diane Keaton and Michael. No, Diane Keaton and, and Sam Ship. No, and no. Oh, oh that my handsome God. man with a crooked tooth. I do. <laughs> okay, but here's why it's my favorite movie. And it's I mean, listen, I don't have favorite. Baby boom. I have a okay, million movies that are my favorite movies. But what I like about this, and that's probably it's in line with who I am. She's a yeah. woman who was told she couldn't be who she wanted right. to be. Right. And then she said, oh, really? Right. So then she went and did and found, did what she learned to do, what she, like, let me say this. She was this hotshot businesswoman. Yeah, I who, remember. I saw the movie but for those in the 80s. Kids, she was this yeah. hotshot businesswoman who inherited a baby when one of her cousins died or something. And her boss was like, you can't be a success and that. have a baby. Yeah. And it turns out, uh, yes, she can. And she found her place in life, which allowed her to be a mother and have all that love of that child and be a successful businesswoman and mm. have control of her life and live it the way she wanted to live it. And that movie, I've seen it a million times. And same with, and somehow same with um, Castaway. Mm. I've watched that. Oh, I love Castaway. If yeah. it comes on TV, my entire day yeah. is shot. I can't it's really leave. moving. Yeah. I got to watch it. I love Tom Hanks. I Just love Diane Keaton. He's, he's by himself. He has to figure out who he is, how he's going to survive, how to make the most of the experience and, and, and accept what is and still thrive. Hmm. And it's I a love beautiful it. I, journey watching. I think this is, is, is a full circle. It speaks to the power of art and, and mm -hmm. how that was a seminal moment for you. And whenever it's on you, it brings you to that place. Sorry, there goes uh, the garbage truck. Okay, what's, your, what's something you can't live without? Salt. I'm not kidding you. I always tell people if Wendy, you're all insane. I need in life, come on, I'm serious. If I'm on a desert island, I tell you I need Netflix, electricity, Netflix. Well, if you were on a desert island, you rice. would have replenished salt because you have the exactly. water. Okay. All right. Okay. Who's your Hollywood crush? It could be male or female. You. Uh, oh, in real life. Um, Travis Fimmel. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that the other day. Great. From That's Vikings. My dog is right? That was his breakthrough. What would you tell your younger self? You're beautiful. You're wonderful. There's nothing wrong with you. Only listen oh, to your yeah. inner voice and remember yeah. that you can be anything you want to be and yeah. have, and just, just go for it. That was like 10 things. I love it. I tell myself that all every day anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I know we have to keep doing this. Yeah, for sure. You have to, you have to be resolute in that. What's, what is something you're scared of? Death. <laughs> We just went there. I love it. <laughs> what, how would you define Because I want to make sure that what if there's no movies there? This is my concern. Okay, After there's no pass, movies in death. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are we going to do? Float around? And I don't know what, if we come back again as another life form, am I able to watch my actors work? I'm concerned. Well, I kind of, I feel like we are already in the, like we're, we're life is a projection. Like, I don't think it's a video game or anything like that. I know uh -huh. some people oh, like we're in the I just think. <laughs> Yeah, that, but 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 I do think we're like my life is a movie right now, and then when I die, I'm gonna wake up into the real Agreed. reality. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Whatever that is, I don't know what that is, but I do. I agree uh, too. And I, my concern is, I just want to make sure. But the, well, I guess it's not death itself. I really don't. I mean, I, I'm ex can I say I'm excited when that the whole process of becoming it's the next, the next thing the next, is that wrong? It's the next phase of I'm life. I'm excited no. about that, honestly. I know. But I mean, I feel like what I don't like is not having control. 
Got it. That's really That's more what I'm afraid of. It's like, yes. there's no control. Once you, I think once you leave this, I don't know, maybe there is control. I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it, but that's just our ego identity, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we, we are discarding this. Ex this thing that we know. Yes, that's right. And, so that and is going the scary. On to the that's the only reason why. Know, and I don't right. have control over that. And I need I to make sure that I have connection, human connection, yeah. some kind of love yeah. connection and stories. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all going to be there. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah. I always feel like on my death that I'll be like, I'll be like joyful because I'm excited that I've had a wonderful, beautiful, amazing life. I'm grateful for the opportunities that God gave me to be. And I'm mm. excited to feel and see what's more in this experience mm. of existing and whatever levels there are next. So I'm, I just feel really blessed and grateful to exist. Well, Wendy, I also think like, I think all that is so like true, right? And, and like, I love, it is exciting. I also think sometimes when I'm examining or exploring the 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 big mystery right yeah. like i think because the egoic part is a part of our mortal makeup and it drives the fear response and 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 all that i also think sometimes like we and i don't know because well maybe i have died many many times and come back many times I but believe I, have. I but i often also think like death maybe is just like we okay let me say it this way because of the mortality aspect and the fear of letting go of control, all those things we just talked about, it feels like it's such a the big event, right? It's scary, it's unknown, it's unknowable, it's letting go, it's like saying goodbye. So all those things may be true at a relative level. And, and because it hasn't happened yet, we give a lot of energy and quote unquote drama to it. Yeah. And, but then another part of me thinks, hmm, maybe when I'm really there in that moment, it's just a moment. It's just a moment and you're in the it's next moment. It's just a moment. Exactly. That's it's right. Moment. It's just a moment to moment like all life is, mm -hmm. right? Agreed. What's your, how would you define acting in one word? Passion. One word, Wendy, you only get one word. Passion. I love that. So true. And what's your definition of love? Well, for someone who just got divorced two days ago, <laughs> I think that's changing. <laughs> Uh, My definition of love is divorce. Divorce. Uh, I think I think opportunity to um, connect deeply with other human beings. Beautiful. I always like to say my definition of love is just this moment right now. Oh my gosh! And it's funny because people who I have on my podcast, I've had so many actors, and like I, I'm like y'all don't you must not listen to my podcast because i ask these, these questions to everybody and everybody's so surprised or they're like oh i love that i was like you assholes don't even listen to this podcast so you're not aware I'm just kidding they're not aware that i'm going to ask that question but you haven't I because love that. No, I just, we just met and i'm so glad oh, me too and so wendy this is so uh inspiring tell people where you're, they can find you you're inspiring Thank you. I, I, right I just, you. I've been sending people to you for, for 20 years. I know. I'm so glad that we, so just for my listeners, Wendy randomly kind of reached out because I was teaching at our Sydney school. It was so incredible down there. Oh. Uh, so much fun. And then Wendy just was like, uh, DM me and was like, ah, you're in Sydney. I'm so jealous. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> but I always respond to every DM. I really do. And like, except for the crazy, crazy, crazy ones. If you're just not crazy, I'm like, oh, who are you? And then that's, and then we just had a coffee and feel like I've known you forever. So how, where would people, where would people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Wendy A. Lane. My name is Wendy A. Lane, like walking down A. Lane. And if you go to Instagram, A-L-A-N-E, a -L -A -N -E. go to hollywoodwinnerscircle.com. 
Go Great. to okay. talent managers for actors. If you're an actor, we have 95, 96,000 actors in this Facebook group I created. It's called talent right. managers for actors. And you can go there and ask questions 365 days a year. And people who are vetted, legit professionals will answer those questions. So whatever they're about, there's no, you know, you can ask anything. And if you want to train with me, go to Hollywood Winter Circle Academy. And if you go there, there's a free webinar that teaches you what we teach at HWC. And it gives you 10 steps for starting your acting career. And then it teaches you what HWC is. And if you're interested in joining us, we, we always love having actors. We have about 4,000 actors that we're training at the course. And my goal is like 10,000 actors. We teach them all how the business works. And then they can go on and teach each other because mm. they're becoming from fact at well, that point. Beautiful. And then I can go do something else. Like, honestly. Beautiful. Because... Thank you, Wendy. Hollywood Winner's Circle you. Academy. You can find Wendy on Instagram. Thanks for being here, Wendy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to In The Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job.